scumbags! Let's rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level two, this is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down with their green jackets on, or actually probably just uh, green things uh, in their hands. But that's another story as we kick it. Countdown to Masters. Uh, we've got a lot of grass experts uh, in our audience, so I assume that we've uh, got a lot of Masters uh, picks, props, and everything else in between uh, out there. And uh, we do. We've already put together a couple of matchups. We've, we've shared our uh, Make the Cut uh, parlay. We'll continue to share some Masters picks uh, with you all, but let's talk some football as well. And, of course, we got a triple header in the MAC uh, tonight. And uh, I tell you what, the MAC has really stepped up and in, and uh, uh, it's really, 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 um, it's really filled a void, hasn't it? It's just been great. Some midweek uh, college of football. You know, the sky is falling. Everything's falling apart in college football uh, right now. But the MAC is stepping up in it. A six-game season. So every game uh, is critical. We had a wild football game tonight. Western Michigan comes back. Uh, they outscored Toledo 20-7 to in the fourth quarter of play. But these guys were down, man, by 10 points with like a minute left. Like this really was one of the miracle uh, comebacks uh, that you rarely see. Dramatic uh, football game. Toledo totally outplayed them. Toledo were totally the better football team. But Western Michigan ends up winning the football game, and that's good because we were on Western Michigan, and we were also on the over. We were also on the in-game over. We were also on Eastern Michigan, uh, plus eight and a half points. They lost by seven. We were on Eastern Michigan and Ball State to go over the number. It easily went over the number. Our only loss of the night tonight in the MAC was Central Michigan and Northern Illinois. Uh, we had that game to go over the number. They got to 50, and it's crazy. I talk about it all the time, man. You look at the MAC, there was nine points scored in the first half. They ended up, uh, you know, scoring another. Um, they ended up scoring another 41 points, and I talked about that total at 41 and a half in game, and I thought it was getting a little bit too low. But who cares about what happened in the past? We've got football on Thursday, and we'll find out if Ian Cameron will be the first guest that we have this week to say that he likes the Tennessee Titans. Everybody likes the Colts. They went the same Colts that lost by 14 to Baltimore the other day? The same Colts? Did Andrew Luck come back? Am I missing something? Jim Harbaugh, the quarterback, or is it Phillip Rivers? Late night anger management class. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Oh, what's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. Hey, all right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Sports race late night. I am Gabriel Moranzi, level two, quickest 120 minutes uh, in sports. Talking Masters, uh, we talked a little Mac. Crazy, crazy game uh, tonight. Ian Cameron kicking it with us 
uh, right now, and he'll be with us on Saturday afternoon, a special uh, in-game weekend uh, edition. Normally, we're on Sundays doing the NFL, uh, but we'll step up and in on uh, Saturday. Uh, Saturday, we're going to be on from uh, 5 o'clock, uh, 5 o'clock Eastern until 9 o'clock. So we'll be on leading into the Michigan, Michigan-Wisconsin game. And then, um, and then, of course, you know, for probably about the first half of that game as well. We look forward to it, uh, Babano. So, yeah, wild football game tonight with, uh, with Western Michigan. Hey, listen, props to them for coming back. Toledo were the better football team. And, you know, Toledo even went for it on a fourth and 11, guys. <laughs> they could have kicked a field goal uh, from, like, the 10, you know, the 13-yard line. You're like, nah, uh, we don't trust our kicker, you know. So uh, we're going to go for it. They did. The most improbable comeback. No, and Toledo was Toledo was frustrating for me, Gabe. I was on them plus three, and they're oh, up by oh. ten. They get the touchdown with two minutes to go. But as soon as you let Western Michigan get these chunk yardage plays like they did uh, to be well, able to drive three, down was, the field that quickly, get the touchdown. You got, still, we obviously, got, uh, they needed the onside kick. And then when they recovered it, obviously, you know, if you have you Toledo, Western you're feeling Michigan. a little bit worried that they're just going to blow this thing completely. And that's exactly what happened. Same thing with the touchdown drive that won it for Western Michigan. They were giving up too much yardage too quickly, you know, in that last 40 seconds. And then they do use the old Dan Marino fake spike uh, for the touchdown that fooled everybody. Everybody uh, thought that play was not going to happen and the whistle had gone and they all stopped playing. That's on them. It was a great play by Western Michigan, and it worked, and they got the win. But really, really tough loss for Toledo because, as you mentioned, they were the better team for most of the night. What did you say? Plus three. What did you bet this game about? The, the number was one. We got a classic Babano line here. Oh, I got a plus, plus three. I bet Western Michigan minus Morning. one away on the money line. <laughs> it was minus one away. Um, That's but, why but, I love but, my live on screen, Marenzi. That's why I like it. I like to see Babano's numbers. So what do you have the game tomorrow? Who do you have tomorrow? I'm assuming whoever you got, you got plus three and a half, right? Tomorrow night? Colts no, and no, Titans? No. Well, which game? Colts and Colts. Titans? Actually, I'm the stuck Colts with that. Colts and uh, Titans? Babano, I am actually, Babano's got the Colts I'm, plus six. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've actually got a bad number on Tennessee uh, for this game. I, I, I bet Tennessee early in the week minus two thinking that this line might go up a little bit and it's come back the other way. Is T.Y. Hilton that big of a deal for the Indianapolis Colts going into this game? Because I know he was ruled that he's going to return for Thursday night. I don't know if that's reflecting the line move. Uh, Tennessee does have some offensive line injuries. Taylor Lewan, the left tackle's out. The right tackle got injured last week. So they've got some offensive line issues. Maybe there is some concern there because the Colts' defense, you know, it is pretty good. But you scale back and you look, beneath the uh, surface here at what the Colts have actually faced this year, Jacksonville, Nick Foles and the bears, they faced a lot of weaker offenses, weaker quarterbacks. And then they face some better offenses and quarterbacks lately, Baker Mayfield and Cleveland. What happens? They lose Lamar Jackson and Baltimore. What happens? They lose Joe Burrow with Cincinnati. Uh, they spot the Bengals 21 points and they're lucky. They came back to win that game. Uh, against the Bengals. The uh, Colts defense is good. I like Darius Leonard. I like some of the players in that secondary, but I think they're a little bit overrated that defense based on the weak competition they've played. And then when they have played better offenses, they've been getting gashed and giving up points. And for me, this comes down to Phillip Rivers against the Titans defense. Uh, Titans defense that before last week wasn't playing well, but last week against Chicago, they got a pass rush finally. 
They got pressure for the first time in weeks on an opposing quarterback. And if they can do that against Phillip Rivers, you know he's going to make that costly mistake. And one thing that I've noticed all season, a lot of some others have noticed it as well, these older quarterbacks on short weeks, they haven't played well. Brady, Breeze, Rivers, guys like this, when they have less than a full week to get that arm ready for that next game, it has a negative impact. I'll be that uh, icebreaker, Marenzi, among your guests this week. I like Tennessee. I think they win this game. Yeah, I like Tennessee as well. And to be honest with you, I didn't bet it earlier in the week. Um, but I like Tennessee earlier in the week, too. Even when I saw Tennessee open at two and a half, and it's just been coming down all week. And right now, currently, the Indianapolis Colts are actually one-point favorites in this game, which to me is just sheer insanity. I don't, I don't get it. Um, fine. Who knows? Maybe we'll get lucky. Maybe they'll keep betting the uh, the Colts. And it'll go up, and I'll get a Babano line. <laughs> I'll get the Titans tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, plus and another three. thing, too, Marenzi, with the Colts, physical game last week against Baltimore. Pretty intense. Yes, yes. It was close for most of it. And now in a short week, you're going to try to tackle Derrick Henry, you know, this big, powerful running back that just has this ability to wear you down as a defense as the game goes on. I think that's going to be some trouble for the Colts. Yeah, you know, both um, both Pittsburgh and Baltimore, um, when, when both these teams, when you play them, after, there's a lot of numbers like that. And, you know, Baltimore Baltimore falls into that a category where there's such a physical football team, it takes its toll, right? And it, it catches up to you the following week after. Like, people don't realize that. Like, sometimes you'll, you'll beat it, you'll play a team, and it has that effect after. It's like a pitcher that'll throw you off. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, oh, God, we pitched this guy. He threw a knuckleball at us, and now it threw everything out of sync. Yep. It catches up after the fact. And I thought it's a good point that you brought up. I'm glad you raised it. I thought the same thing. I'm like, not only is it a short week, but they got some older dudes on the team. They're really beat up this team all year. It's a short week. And you just played the Baltimore Ravens. And it was a smash mouth game, man. Like, they, you know, there was a lot of hits. There was, like, cheap shots. There was a lot of everything in that game. Tennessee's been at home as well. No travel. You know, it's a short week. We saw Tennessee thrive in a situation like this against Buffalo already on their home field. They do have fans there. It's not full, but they do have fans. That does provide, and it's crazy, Babano, how some of these stadiums with fans, what a difference. You know, I almost forget. I'm like, God, these people are loud. <laughs> There's only like 20,000 of them, but they're, they're real loud. But they I'll were. simplify I remember that too. Buffalo game. They were. Yeah, no, they exactly. They were loud. You're right. You could tell. You're like, wow, There's they made a difference. There's fans. Exactly. Um, it provides a spark. I've noticed these te- the players, they like it. You know, when they make a play, it's, they like they prefer, even if there's a couple of people, than going to that stupid screen that they go to. But uh, you look at the Titans, guys. So we have a team with a better record. All right, check. Facts matter. Records matter. So they're a better team. They're 6-2. and two. Indy are 5-3. and three. The, game, the game is at Tennessee. We've got a better quarterback in Ryan Tannehill and Phillip Rivers. We have a better running back with Derrick Henry. Uh, we're playing on a home field in which they're four and one on Babano. Tennessee are a damn good home team. And it's amazing. Like, look, Tennessee yep. stumbled a bit. They have a bad game and everyone abandoned ship. And people never really buy into this team, dude. Look, Buffalo were three and a half point favorites in that game, Babano. What happened? What was it, 42 16? 
Buffalo were three and a half point favorites in that game. And everybody liked Buffalo, including me, because I'm an idiot. I remember yeah. we had Donnie on Tennessee. before Cam. Everybody liked him. Tennessee get undervalued all the time. Short week, I'm with you. Derek, we're going to a break here in a second. We'll hit it more on the other side, but I like the Titans here, guys. I understand it's a big divisional tilt. I get it, like Babano stated. Yeah, yeah, they have a good uh, defense. They also have Phillip Rivers as their quarterback, guys. And they, they, they beat up wide receivers. Tennessee win this football game. Or will Babano on the other side? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. You know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. I am Renzi kicking it. Ian Cameron, football frenzy, uh, throwing it down uh, with us. All right, we'll get uh, back uh, into the National uh, Football League. Crazy night in the MAC uh, tonight, uh, but um, if we can, uh, guys. Guys, we've got uh, some hot mics. Maybe one of these nights uh, we'll get through without uh, you hear how distracting that is, Babano, right? Like, you know, I try to, like, you know, dude, like, it's like being in a cockpit, like, or air traffic control. We try to Welcome uh, we to try live to radio. Talk. Yeah, yeah, we try to talk through it, but I just can't. It's like, all right, guys, <laughs> you know, you got to turn that off, though. So, uh, College football tomorrow night. We got a game on the board here. Colorado State and Boise State. Uh, one game on top. Uh, Boise State got absolutely waxed last week, and I don't think BYU were getting enough credit for that win. Babano, they were ranked ninth in the polls before that game. Now they're ranked eighth. Are you kidding me? Like seriously? Like if Boise State would have beaten BYU, like this is the problem with college football. I brought it up earlier. We it was sort of a topic earlier in the week. We had slightly, but to get into a deeper. It's so rigged, bro, right? It's so rigged. Like, you know, so Notre Dame beats Clemson, and right away they're like, yeah, but Clemson, you know, Clemson will play Notre Dame, and they'll beat them next time, and then Clemson will get into the playoff. It's like, well, why? They'll be one and one against each. Why, like, so automatically does Clemson get in? And it's the same thing. Like, they just don't care. Like, they cry. Like, you look, they talk about it's the media's fault, bro. Yeah, it really is. Like, all they pay attention to is Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State, Babano, right? So it doesn't matter what these other teams do. Like, BYU deserve a hell of a lot more respect than what they're getting right now for being ranked eighth. Like, seriously, you got teams with one loss ahead of them. You know, to me, I'd have BYU, like, right up there. Like, you know, I I get it. You've You've got Alabama. You know, when I put them ahead of Clemson, I don't know. Why not? Yes. That's the problem with college football, Babano. They hang on to what happened last year, and it carries over into this year, bro. Well, it's Clemson and Trevor Lawrence. It's like, I don't care. They lost. BYU haven't. And don't tell me about their schedule. We're in the middle of COVID right now, and these guys played the Houston Cougars, smoked them in Houston. They went to Boise on the blue turf, smoked them. They beat Boise last year as well, guys. 
They went to Navy and won 55-3. I don't know what much more they can do, Babano. Well, the only way this is ever getting fixed, because you know, well, everybody knows that as long as it stays a 14 playoff, Alabama's and Clemson's and Ohio State's and all of those teams are going to get preferential treatment. It's simple as that. The only solution is expand this thing to an 18 playoff sooner rather than later to allow Cincinnati and Marshall and and Coastal Carolina and BYU and, and all of these teams an opportunity to test themselves against these teams that get these you know, these free well, golden tickets, so away. to speak, to be in the playoff every year. That's that's the, the only Col- solution, though, Moransky, to, to seeing any of these teams in a playoff spot. That's that's it. Well, well, Coastal Carolina, let's not get carried away. I like Coastal Carolina, too, but you know what I mean? Like, no, I'm I saying, mention like, them because they're undefeated, but I hear no, you. I know, I, I, know, I know, but I'm saying BYU can play with anybody. I don't care. Like, put BYU, they can play with Bama, they can play with anybody. You know, when they I think lose. that Cincinnati defense can so, match up with a lot of teams, too. Yes. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. They got a hell of a coach. They can coach with anybody. Right? They can, Cincinnati can play with anybody. Right? It's like and college basketball is all about that, but college football. And I don't want – I just talked about it last week. I don't want to expand it and make it crazy. Like, college football understands. You don't want to bastardize it. I can live with eight. I can live with eight. Not 16 and stuff like that. But eight is fine. Uh, but anyways, so Colorado State and, and Boise State, you know, Boise State are kind of a bully program, a battle. They beat up on bad teams and then they lose against good teams. So I'm not shocked that they lost to BYU. What do you make of the, this game against Colorado State tomorrow? Well, who's going to be the quarterback? The big question for Boise State, because they uh, they haven't had Hank Bachmeyer the last two weeks against Air Force and, and BYU. And that's why Jack Sears, the USC transfer, started last week and then he gets injured. Uh, early in that game, and they're down to the third stringer, Cade Finnegan, and, and he was obviously up against it when you got Zach Wilson and that uh, prolific BYU offense on the other side, and Brian Harson. this guy is a frustrating coach from a handicapping perspective. He doesn't give you a damn thing through the course of the week in terms of injury updates or who the quarterback is going to be, so he's basically going to let this play out right till kickoff tomorrow night, so we really don't have an idea about Bachmeyer, Sears, or Finnegan. Who is it going to be at quarterback for Boise? I do think they'll put up points, though, because they're in a bad mood. Finnegan will have at least some practice time this week if he starts. He's the weakest quarterback. But if he starts, I think he'll still uh, be able to uh, score some points. Colorado State, defensively, uh, they've not been very good the first two games of the season. Adazio finally made the right call, got Patrick O'Brien. Uh, as the starting quarterback last week instead of Centeno, uh, it was the right move. Uh, I think it'll be a high-scoring game tomorrow night, so I'm looking at the over more than anything, but still very interested to see who the quarterback is going to be for Boise. You all right, Banner? You sound like you're a little bit out of breath. <laughs> yeah, it. just need I'll a talk. little drink, that's all. A little sip of water. All right, all right. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I see I'm good. I'm a real pro. But see, I hear everything, but man, I'm like, I'm like, man, this guy didn't sound good. No, Take a deep breath. I'll talk for a second. Take a deep breath. Uh, we'll get back to <laughs> the NFL. Go. Like, I'm better now. Like I said, me, me and Babano are going to be on. We're going to be on Saturday. So we'll be on during a lot of these college uh, football games. But Notre Dame's an interesting team, actually. Here's another team. They deserve a lot of respect. They're 20 to 1 to win the title. Clemson's plus 250. All right. So basically, Notre Dame, they'll control their own destiny. They just have to do it again. Yeah. That's the problem. Like, that's what I'm saying. So Notre Dame have to do it twice. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's true. Like, they they got to run the table. They'll play Clemson again. 
in the ACC Conference Championship game, and they got to beat them again. And then they can say, yeah. suck it. You don't have a choice. We're in. That's the only – otherwise, they're going to go, oh, well, Clemson's going to get in there with Trevor Lawrence, blah, blah, blah. But without being stated, Babano, is this Boston College game a trap? We saw Boston College already nearly knock off Clemson. And now Notre Dame come in here all high and mighty, feeling good about themselves, big monster win. And you get a Boston College team that's actually been pretty competitive uh, this year, getting nearly two touchdowns. Yeah, I like Boston College. It'll be on the card for sure for me on Saturday. It's obviously Notre Dame off the huge win against Clemson, but it's not so much, you know, fade Notre Dame in a tough spot. It's Boston College is overachieved and played a lot better than people expected. Jeff Halfley, uh, the head coach, has really done a good job. He's proven he was worthy of the hire. What he's done, I think, in such a short period of time is impressive. You know, Boston College took Clemson down to the wire. Uh, just before they played uh, Notre Dame. Uh, Phil Jer- There's a nice little subplot here, Marenzi, too, because Phil Jerkovich, the quarterback for Boston College, is a Notre Dame transfer. You know, so you, do you think he'll like to maybe stick it to the Fighting Irish here and maybe find a way yeah, to yeah. beat them? Uh, I would think so in this game. And like I say, after a win like that, I don't care who the team is or who the opponent is. You're not going to see me laying double digits on the road off the kind of spot and the kind of win that Notre Dame got last week. I mentioned with you last week on the show, this was only their fifth win in 25 years against a top 10 team. So this was an enormous win for Notre Dame. I don't necessarily trust them to withstand prosperity. We've seen Notre Dame. We've seen Kelly in these spots, you know, after a big win where they just do enough to get by the very next game. You know, I could see something like that. I'm not saying BC wins the game, but give me the double digits with them. I'll take it. And they are 8-1-1 one, and one, uh, against the spread. Boston College is a home underdog. Their last 10 times in that role. So I'm going to go with BC here in this game. Ian Cameron uh, kicking it with us. So um, one, of my, one of my winning picks, uh, great pick. I wish I put more on it. We knew it. Um, we talked about it last week, Babano, you and I. You, you, you brought up the point that it was an early game. You, you liked it as well. Uh, with Arizona State getting the points against USC. So USC uh, comes back. They win the football game outright, but uh, we easily cover the number, getting the 11.5 in that game. So now USC uh, play the other Arizona team, uh, Babano. What do you make of uh, this this game um, in which uh, USC, USC Trojans laying points on the road? I almost just have the feeling, Babano, I I like to, but basically... Bet against USC all the time. And there's no disrespect to the program. I respect the program. Um, I respect the program. I respect the players, et cetera. I think they have great players, but it's a Clay Helton thing, right? I mean, we talked about it last week. We're not leaving. You know, Herm Edwards versus Clay Helton. We'll take Herm Edwards plus a double-digit points, thanks. And we did, and it was an easy cover. What about against Arizona, though, getting 14? Arizona struggled last year. Uh, what, what's your feeling on Zona? Yeah, my feeling on Zona is, yeah, it's a lot of points to be laying here, obviously, with USC, but Arizona's going to have to show me something on defense first because this is a – the one thing about USC is they do have a good offense. Keaton Slovis was very good last week against a very good Arizona State defense. Arizona State's defense is a heck of a lot better than Arizona's. So I worry that Slovis is going to pick apart this Wildcat defense. I mean, that was not a good defense at all last year. Kevin Sumlin's firmly on the hot seat. If this is another bad year for him, you've got to believe he's out of there. Grant Gunnell, the quarterback, who's actually decent, you know, 65% completion, 9-1 touchdown interception ratio last year. You know, not bad numbers there. They didn't I score think points, they though, the Babano. That's the problem. Yeah, like exactly. they, If you look last year, like their offense hit the wall. Look in the lot. They lost seven games in a row to end the season. 
Uh, they yep. scored six points against the Ducks, seven points against the Utes, 14 points in their rivalry game against the Sun Devils. Like, Sumlin has been a major bust. Dude, I, you know, I don't know what the hell he did to that Tate kid, that quarterback. Tate was a stud quarterback. Sumlin was supposed to put him over the top. He put him in the ground. <laughs> he told him, stop running. I'm going to turn you into a pocket passer. You destroyed the kid. He was never the same. Um, all right, time just flew by here. We're going to hang out for another minute if you can here on the other side. Anyway, I like the over in that USC-Arizona game. I'll just throw that out there. I like the over in that game. All right, the over. Uh, yeah, Slovis good quarterback. Uh, talked about it. Slovis uh, was the lucky guy, uh, Babato. You know, his high school quarterback coach was Kurt Warner. <laughs> Kurt Warner, like, lived in the area and was buddies with the coach. Kurt Warner's, like, the quarterback coach of that high school. Sports Rage Late Night continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Okay, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Late night anger management class. Quickest 120 minutes in sports just flown by here uh, this evening. We're going to get back to our master's picks before we're done. Um, uh, Babanos and I will uh, be kicking it Saturday Saturday evening, 5 o'clock Eastern time, leading into that big uh, Michigan and uh, Wisconsin football game. Uh, Speaking of quarterback issues, Wisconsin have quarterback issues of a battle. But I don't know. It looks like their guy could be good to go uh, for this game. Michigan, you know, Michigan have been Michigan, man. You know, they, I don't know if they're underachieving because people, it's easy to pick on them because they're overhyped to begin with. But Harbaugh lost a lot, Babano, like due to COVID. They got hit like as hard as any team in college football, dude. Like they lost, they lost like nine people instantly. And it's not a good reflection. It's not an excuse, but because it's not a good reflection of the program that the kids sort of saw it as an out, Babano. You know what I mean? They were like, oh man, I can get out of this right now. And they did. (laughs) Like, like nine of them, which is not normal. Like, you know, maybe a couple of kids, all right, you know, I can go to the NFL. Like, I get it. Like, the Nico Collins, and there's a couple of kids. But you look, man, like Tariq Black's on Texas now. Like, they, these guys got out of there when they could. So it's not a good reflection. But he was in tough coming into the year. And then we all sort of like, wow, look what they did to Minnesota. But we see Minnesota suck, Babano, right? So it takes some shine off. And Wisconsin are a damn good team. So long, long-winded uh, question here before we get you out of here. That's the big game. Where are you leaning right now with this game? Point spread seems a little short. I mean, everyone talks about how Michigan suck every week, and then every damn week <laughs> they're like a short favorite or short underdog only. What's your take? Yeah, I mean, Graham Mertz is going to be, obviously, we're waiting on to see if he's going to play. Uh, they're, they're, they're thinking he's on the pace to be able to start on Saturday. Matter, I think that's though, what people battle? are seeing as well. I know how good I know he's uh, good, but I'm just saying, like, because considering Michigan, Michigan can they, they lost to they lost to uh, what's the guy uh, what's his name, 
on Michigan State. Rocky, uh, Rocky, whatever the hell his name is. Rocky Lombardi, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Rocky, great name. Huh? Rocky great Lombardi. Great name it is. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, Rocky Lombardi, great name. But, yeah, not exactly like you know, Trevor Lawrence there, bro. He picked us apart. You know what I'm saying? And so, the thing is, for, Mertz is a good uh, quarterback. Wisconsin. I'm not saying it doesn't matter to Wisconsin. You know, Mertz is a big-time recruit out of Kansas. Um, so, yeah, he's he's good. But I'm just stating, like, I don't know, Wisconsin could just hand the ball off 80 times and probably beat Michigan. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the issue. They probably will be able to have a lot of success running the football. That defensive front for Michigan uh, just hasn't been the same. The defense overall, really, uh, hasn't been that same group this year for uh, uh, for uh, Jim Harbaugh, and that's been a big issue. Mertz, they're thinking he's going to play, but if he doesn't, we're looking at maybe the third or fourth string quarterback. It would be Danny Vandenboom. So talk about another good name here. There, wow. Danny Vandenboom might be the he starter here. He should be a punter. Here, uh, he should be a punter Saturday. for battle. Not a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Danny Vandenboom, if Graham Mertz can't go. There's just a lot of question marks. I'll say this. Wisconsin hasn't played now since that first game where yeah. they absolutely demolished Illinois. And Illinois yeah. beating them is no great feat right now, given the way yeah, that program is. We see, we see is how bad played. Illinois is this year. You're right. Yeah, exactly. And, they, and he looked really impressive, Mertz. But this team has been out of sync out of rhythm. They've just played that one football game. They haven't played in weeks. They've been battling COVID. That's not the optimal spot for me to lay four and a half, five with a team like that on the road. So it's a tough game. I don't know if I trust Michigan. I'm passing on it. We'll see if Mertz is in or not. All right. Ian Cameron uh, with us. All right, uh, Babano. Great stuff as always. I appreciate your time. Um, anything else? Any game you want to share with us before we get you out of here? And uh, let us know where people can uh, find the football frenzy. Yeah, we'll throw out. Um, let's throw out a high-scoring shootout in college, and then I'll throw out an NFL pick as well for uh, Sunday. Uh, let's go with Miami Va Tech over uh, 67 uh, on Saturday. That Miami offense is rolling with De'Eric King. Virginia Tech, we saw them get absolutely carved up by Liberty in the shocking loss last week. I think the biggest concern I have with backing the over here is, you know, does Virginia Tech offensively bring it after such a crushing loss last week against Liberty? But I think they will. And the Miami defense is still, as you saw it last week against NC State, got a lot of holes in it still. So I think Hendon Hooker and the Hokies can trade points with Miami in what should be a high-scoring game there. So I like the over there. Sunday in the NFL, what the – like, I know we're going uh, risky here. What, though, are the Detroit Lions doing laying more than a field goal to anybody? You know, I'm very much interested in Washington. I know they're down to uh, Alex Smith now at quarterback after the injury to Kyle Allen, but I don't think the Lions should be favored by more than a field goal against many teams. So I'm definitely interested in Washington there. Uh, as far as your Buffalo Bills and Arizona Cardinals are concerned, Morency, this oh, this total's gotten hammered up, and I totally get it. Yeah. You know, I don't know who's stopping who in that game. You know, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals offense went up and down the field against Miami. I'm very impressed with Allen and the Bills against Seattle's defense last week. I like the over in that game. And speaking of Seattle, in a bounce-back spot against the Rams, I think they beat the Rams. 30-14 uh, and 14 ATS since 2010, Seattle off a loss. 30-14 and 14 ATS. And sometimes with some teams, Morency, 10-year ATS you know, sample size is worthless because it's different players, different coaches. Well, those are all Pete Carroll numbers. The last 10 years, 30 and 14 ATS off a loss. I think they go to LA and beat the Rams uh, on Sunday. So I'll take them at a short road dog price. 
uh, great, great stuff. Uh, you and Cameron uh, with us. You know, just quickly on the way out here, I'm curious, I'm interested, uh, look forward to seeing how this uh, Pittsburgh-Cincinnati game plays out. Obviously, Pittsburgh uh, with the COVID situation, it's on the board right now. It's six and a half. I liked it earlier in the week at nine and a half of Bano. Didn't play it, uh, Cincinnati. But when I first saw the, uh, the number, I was like, wow, nine and a half. And you look at Pittsburgh, guys, the, the collar is tightening, man. That's what happens when you're undefeated. You've got a target on your back. The pressure builds. Other teams are like, damn, this team's 8-0. We want to be the ones to knock them off, 7-0, et cetera. You saw Dallas nearly knock them off. I know you liked the Cowboys last week, too. We saw Dallas nearly knock them off. You look at Pittsburgh. They survived with a three-point, the last three games, three-point win against Tennessee, four-point win against Baltimore, and all these games, Babano, Tennessee, right there, missed a field goal at the end. Baltimore throws a pass into the end zone at the end. They dodge the bullet. Garrett Gilbert nearly beats them. So they win by three, they win by four, they win by five. You know, they're dodging bullets on a weekly basis. Now they've got the COVID stuff. Even in like if Ben plays, like they none of them practiced all week or anything. So they've got that issue there. And I'll tell you what, guys, with the exception of the Baltimore game this year, that one game, Babano, where they got blown out, they lost 27-3. The Cincinnati Bengals have been in every damn game this year. I'm telling you, every game. Every game. They haven't lost by more than five points besides one game. Like, every game they're in. They beat Tennessee, 31-20. Uh, Cleveland, they lose by three. Uh, Indianapolis, they lose by four. Uh, Jacksonville, they beat them by eight. Philadelphia, they tie, 23-23. Cleveland, they lose by five, getting six and a half. Chargers, they lose by three. The Bengals have been in every damn game this year, Babano. Yeah, they have been. I understand why people are liking Cincinnati and, and, and betting that early in the week. They opened as high as 10, actually, very early, and it's now seven, six and a half. It fell to that once the uh, Pittsburgh COVID-19 news with Big Ben and uh, several of his teammates got announced. Here's the one little concern I have with Cincinnati, even though I do like them in the game. That offensive line of theirs is terrible, yeah. and this is going to be one of the best defensive fronts they've played all season long. And I've got those they've got those memories of that Baltimore game a few weeks ago in my mind when Cincinnati's offensive line just allowed Baltimore's defensive front to treat Joe Burrow like a human whoopee cushion. You know, I'm worried <laughs> that happens all over again with Pittsburgh's defensive front, which is every bit as good, if not better. That's that what said, makes you know, Burrow so good. Backdoor Burrow, Brancy. That said, all despite my concerns there, you're going to give this guy that many points, and you know if you're down 10 points with two minutes to go, he's going to try to score that touchdown. We've already seen it many times this year, and he's getting better and more confident each week. They picked off, picked up Tack McKinley off waivers from the yeah. Falcons uh, to see if they can bolster well, they're, they're, their pass rush. I know he's been a right bit direction. of a ticking time bomb on Twitter, but he can't, he's going to certainly help them because they lack a pass rush, the Bengals. They have all year. Well, yeah, McKinley doesn't like it in Atlanta because they suck. It's up on Cincinnati. <laughs> so, but anyways, yeah. but Cincinnati are yeah. going in the right direction. They are. They they really are. And, you know, that's, that's what oh, makes yeah, Burrow so good. Oh, yeah, the ceiling's higher for them than Atlanta right now. That's for sure. That's what makes Burrow so good that this kid's been running for his life all year, bro. So, yeah, I know they got backups in now and it's even worse. <laughs> but, like, he really, that's what makes him good. Like, from day one, Burrow's been dealing, like, you know, He's like a kid in the, like a like a like a, a Bengal in the jungle. He's dodging things as a kid. Like he's he's all over the place. He's the real deal. This quarterback. So is two of them. Yep. Right. These young quarter. These two guys. These quarterbacks coming in here, looking real good. 
Uh, but I get it. It's a shorter price. But Pittsburgh, another thing is, too, guys, don't forget Babano. Um, never mind the fact, the 8-0 stuff, like you see, like each game's getting tighter and tighter for them. The Bush injury on defense was massive for them. And um, Ben Roethlisberger, we can talk about the COVID stuff. Bro, buddy got knocked out of the game with a bad knee, too, last week, right? I mean, Big Ben, is he even going to get through a game? That's the whole thing. You never know with Pittsburgh now. There's no way in hell they're going undefeated. But if you think they are, they're 10 to 1. So, uh, Bano, where can people uh, find uh, the, uh, the the football frenzy and uh, and all of your stuff? Yeah, uh, on Twitter at Bobano and on Pub Sports Radio, the Pub Sports Radio YouTube channel, Ian Cameron Football Frenzy, Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern time. And I do the daily uh, sports report show on the Pub Sports Radio YouTube as well. So check that out. The daily sports report. All right, uh, great stuff. Uh, thanks thanks for joining us in the late night hours, uh, Babano. We'll, uh, we'll see you on Saturday evening. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Four hours of college football. Let's get some winners on in-game live on Saturday. Look forward to it, Gabe. Have a good night. Thanks, Babano. All right, there's uh, Ian Cameron with us. Great stuff uh, with Babano. Uh, we both agree on this football game tomorrow night, the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the Colts are now minus one. Um, it's, uh, the total is 48 and a half in this game. I'm not so sure it's a track meet. Indy's defense is good. I got burnt last week. I, I teased. I had Baltimore on the money line, but I also teased Baltimore to the over. And I can't bet anything to the under. I never win. I did it the other night and I lose. I, I, it's, it's true. It's true. I can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't bet unders in the NFL. I always get burnt. So I don't know. Maybe we'll tease Tennessee also plus eight to the over 41 and a half. I think we can get there. I'm sort of seeing it around there though. But I think what we can get into the mid 40s. I think the final, I think we're looking at like 27-20, right around the total, 27-20. I think it'll be a close game, but at some point, like Rivers will throw an interception, he'll fumble, something, you know, Derrick Henry will pop one. I just trust Tennessee more to make the plays on their home field than I do with Phillip Rivers right now. And that offense is challenged, all right? Uh, I'm a big, I like Jonathan Taylor, but they don't so much. Jonathan Taylor's pissing them off. Uh, the line, they've had injuries on the line. Their wide receivers are always hurt. And they're, you know, T.Y. Hilton's not great anymore. Let's be real. You know, he's kind of beat up. He's small to begin with. You know, Tennessee, I think, can make plays. And Bano brought it up. Tennessee had, can't get to the quarterback usually. They they caused some havoc last week because Nick Foles isn't mobile. And neither is Phillip Rivers. Tennessee are more screwed when they play like a mobile quarterback because they don't have a great pass rush. But Phillip Rivers isn't a hard guy to get to, right? So, like, he's not going anywhere. So, if no one's open, you're going to get to Phillip Rivers. I know they have a very good line, uh, but I think Derek and Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill, I trust. I, li- I like I like Tennessee here. I'm sticking to my guts. All right, we'll bang off our Masters picks on the other side. Quick, it's under sports three little thing coming up. Late night anger match. This is Fortrade. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Morenci. Late night anger management clash into the three-minute warning. 
Something I forgot to bring up uh, with Ken, I, and I wanted to talk about this earlier because I, I've always thought this is one of the stupidest things in sports television in that the Masters is the biggest tournament of the year. You know, and whatever, the U.S. Open, the British Open, I get it, they're all big and stuff, but let's just be real. The Masters is like the Kentucky Derby. It's like, you know what I mean? Like the Preakness and the Belmont Stakes are big, but it, there's a Kentucky Derby. Like the Masters is the Masters. It's the, it's, the, it's the golf tournament. And they don't show, they, they have like some thing where it's not all on TV. And like they tee off at like seven in the morning, but I'm seeing like it doesn't start until noon on TV or one o'clock. I think like noon pre, you know, pre-coverage and whatever. And I think, oh, they don't they grace you with something like, oh, but you can watch like Amen Corner online. Like they, I don't know, online, they might have a few holes. They have a camera at a few holes or something like that. And oh, it's our tradition. Well, imagine like the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's our tradition not to show the first quarter of the Super Bowl. Well, you know, it's well, why? Because it's our tradition. Well, what's, well, yeah, but like, yeah, no, but it's our tradition. Like, in what world? I never understood that. <laughs> like, like, I've never, like, really, eh? Like, you guys said that makes sense, your tradition? You know, every, like, by not showing it. All right. It's the stupidest thing ever. All right. So, uh, hopefully, my picks aren't the stupidest thing ever. To make the cut, Dustin Johnson, DeChambeau, uh, John Rom, Justin Thomas, Xander Shifley, Brooks Kapka, Rory McElroy, Tony Finau, Patrick Reed and Webb Simpson. That's a 10 golfer parlay to make the cut at plus two, uh, 240. So uh, we're in on that. Uh, matchups. Uh, we got some matchup uh, plays uh, here as well. Uh, we like Kokrak. Uh, Kokrak over uh, Cameron Smith. And uh, as far as the, the outright winners or top 10s, I like these top 10s. Dustin Johnson's going to be top 10, guys. Four straight top 10s there. Uh, Xander Shifley, top 10, top 20. Uh, Brooks Kepka, top 10, top 20. As far as the winners are concerned, give me John Rahm at 10 to 1. Xander Shifley at 15 to 1. And Webb Simpson, 34 to 1. Tony Finau, first round leader, 29 to 1. Other than that, you're on. Oh, later. 